Hi everyone, Josh here. This is the NOYC Godcast, a production of the Northern Ohio Youth Camp. Through various means, including a week of summer camp, youth conferences, sporting events, Christian content, and now a new podcast, the NOYC strives to give Christians a reason to continue on in Christ. The NOYC is far more than a youth camp. It's a joining together of like minds and unity of a desire and belief in God's word and his plan for each person's life. For more information regarding the ministry, as well as additional Christian content, please visit our website at www.thenoyc.com. Last Sunday, my two-year-old came barreling out of Sunday school class and came running up to me, so excited to show me what she'd made in class. It was this little paper craft of Moses and the children of Israel standing in between two walls of construction paper water, which was meant to represent the Red Sea. Curious to see if she was paying attention in class, I pointed at the little cutout of Moses and I said, who's that supposed to be? She quickly thought for a moment and then without missing a beat, she replied, well, daddy, that's me. You know, it seems that just yesterday we were celebrating New Year's and we all had such excitement for this brand new clean slate. People were claiming that 2020 was going to be our year. Everyone was ready to refresh and renew and put on 2020 vision because we just knew that last year was just going to be full of great things. And wow, is hindsight ever 2020. But here we are again. A brand new year, a new slate, a blank canvas. This year could fulfill all of our misplaced hope and dreams of last year, or this year could make 2020 look like a trip to Disneyland. But regardless... I think we're all feeling this uncertainty at this crossroads that we're standing at. Truth is, with 2020 and its struggles behind us, and 2021 and its uncertainty before us, like my two-year-old, I think many of us could say, that's me. I'm at the Red Sea. It's so unfortunate that we all know the story so well, because our tendency is to skip right past its significance. You know, over time, Israel had become slaves living in bondage in a foreign land, Their living conditions were poor, their pay was pitiful, their labor was lousy, their treatment was terrible, and living the years in Egypt was misery at its finest. And this was where God's people called home. The fact was that even though it was excruciating at times, though the hours were long and the pain plenty, at least they knew what to expect. At least at the rise of each sun, they knew that the agony awaited them in these years in Egypt. And for this reason, when Moses shows up on the scene and announces that God has an exit strategy, Israel, who was living in slavery, actually opposed the idea. They actually wanted to stay in Egypt. Not because they didn't want to be free, not because they didn't want to leave, but because they were uncertain about what comes next. We know that Moses and Pharaoh go round and round with the plagues and let my people go bit until finally Moses and Israel make a dash for the door of deliverance. History tells us that it's possible there were between 2 and 4 million people that picked up their lives and exited Egypt that day. That's, that's like the same population as the entire state of Oregon or Oklahoma, all just picking up and leaving all at once. And then it happens. After enduring generations of hardship, After going through plenty of plagues, after having hope dangled in front of them for far too long, it finally came. They finally escaped. 
And as soon as they make it to the edge of Egypt, they meet the Red Sea reality. Behind them lied the pain and problems that they endured in Egypt. In front of them was the uncertainty, the unknown, the wandering in the wilderness. And between the two was the impossibility of the Red Sea. And at this crossroads, and at this intersection of uncertainty, at the Red Sea reality, I have no doubt that Israel murmured under their breath, God, why did you bring us here? Seriously, God? Did you forget you put the sea right there? Now again, because we all know the story, we know what comes next, and it's pretty remarkable, but recognize for the moment, in the here and now, these people had no idea what God would do. And from their perspective, things admittedly looked pretty bad. It kind of looked like God goofed up big time. He, he made a big bad boo-boo and Israel was going to suffer because of it. Why would God through, go through all of the effort to help them escape Egypt? Why would he provide the plagues and then lead them to their death by water? It makes no sense. With the questions mounting and the panic playing its part, Matters go from bad to worse as Pharaoh's mighty army, the strongest military force on the planet at that time, an army full of chariots and weapons and armory, comes blazing behind Israel. The people of Israel, mind you, have just the clothes on their back. They have no weapons, no wheels, nothing. And now they're stuck between the Red Sea and the pursuit of their enemies. Why would an all-knowing God free his people only to lead them directly to their own doom? Did God really make a mistake? Was this escape from Egypt a big error on God's part? Guys, we may not be saying it out loud, but many Christians are asking the same questions under our breath at this pivotal moment of transition in our lives. Did 2020 catch God off guard? Where was he during this whole diabolical year? I mean, how could God still be in control and allow for the closing of churches, the deaths of thousands, the loss of jobs, the increase of anxiety and depression? Why Why would God lead us into a year that would seemingly hurt his people and hurt his church. And yet as we stand at the Red Sea of our own, with 2020 behind us and the unknown, the uncertainty of 2021 ahead, may we learn the same lesson that Israel learned in Exodus 14. The Red Sea reality is this. God has a plan. The thing is that God, in fact, did know the landscape. He is all-knowing and all-powerful, and with no stretch at all, God could have marched Israel out of Egypt another way that didn't involve the Red Sea reality. But Israel was not the only one that God led to the water that day. In man's plan, Israel would have marched out freely from 20, I mean, from Egypt, straight into the desert, like an easy stroll around the block. Yet, Had God delivered Israel by an alternative route, straight into the desert, bypassing the Red Sea, Pharaoh's army would have almost certainly intercepted them in no time. So in God's sovereignty, he leads Israel to the water, and in doing so, God lures the enemies of Israel to their death. That day, at that pivotal moment, God delivered Israel and defeated their foes, all in one unlikely and impossible move. And it was with this initial image, with this righteous reminder that God begins to lead Israel through the wilderness and the uncertainty of what lies ahead. It's as if God was saying, no matter what impossibilities are before you, no matter what difficulties lie behind you, no matter what struggles you've endured or what situations you will face in the future, I am your God. I have a plan 
and you better believe that I've got your back. Friend, as we leave a terrible year behind us and face such an uncertain year before us, may we live with this same reminder. May we realize that God has delivered us and will defeat every foe we face. May we recognize that whatever difficulty or dilemma we go through, God truly has a plan. And may we remember that sometimes the dangerous route of impossibility is necessary for safe passage because God's got our back. Well, friends, today's considerable quote comes from A.W. Tozer, and he says, Deliverance can come to us only by the defeat of our old life. Safety and peace come only after we have been forced to our knees. God rescues us by breaking us, by shattering our strength and wiping out our resistance. I encourage you to go to the description of this podcast where you'll find a uh, featured resource by Selah as they sing, You Deliver Me. Well, we encourage you to head over to our website where you can find the NYC blog and much more featured content. Uh, also, do us a favor and share this podcast with someone so that others may be blessed as well. And friend, thanks so much for joining us today. Happy New Year from the NYC. Until next time, continue on in Christ. <laughs>